0: Hey, this is Kamil. You're listening to the Marketing on podcast So my session today is about ABM and go-to-market strategies and how ABM is essentially outbound. And we're going to dig into what ABM is when ABM is not and why I, why I think this way. A little bit about myself. Thank you, Jeffrey, for the picture. I know, Jeffrey, you're on there somewhere. Uh, I'm a, I'm a dad of two, I'm a marketing person, I'm a cynic, so I'm very skeptical of when people say XYZ. i Z, I'm always like, I don't really trust it until we like can prove it works for me. And I am call myself a general manager, but I started the agency three, four years ago, we're a team of two now. So what is 42 Agency? Some of you might have guessed it, it the name is from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. There's a scene where they build a supercomputer to, cal- to uh, find out the meaning of life in the universe, and then 10 million years later, the supercomputer says that the meaning of the life in the universe is actually the number 42. So that's where the name came from. And we're a plug and play demand and ops for B2B SaaS ready for scale. So first off, I wanna talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, there's this book written by an ABM vendor and the whole title of the book is that ABM is B2B. And my point of view is ABM is not B2B. And I'm, I hope by the end of this presentation, you'll, you'll get to see why I think that way. so. What we'll talk about today in a very high level is what is a go-to-market strategy, ABM is not your technology stack, what AD, ABM should be and questions towards the end or as we dig into it, you can always ask questions and just interrupt me, totally fine. So somehow, somewhere during this uh, modern marketing uh, life cycle, some, we had some vendors convince us that we need to be doing ABM. And those vendors are very good at convincing the C-level and the executives on the board and the board then comes and says, I heard about this new thing called account-based marketing. Why are you not doing it? But is it really actually a new thing or is it something that's been recycled over the years under different names? So, but my point of view, and this comes from, I was reading a book about sales that was written in 19, early 1980s or 1970s. And they talk about this concept of dream account list where sales would sit down and they would say, these are the list of accounts we really want to close. And then they would work towards closing those accounts. And those accounts might be big big customers. They might be just a perfect trick for the solution, or it might be some regional or something like that. Now, what more tech vendors did was they created a, a fear of missing out to sell more software. So we had all these ABM vendors pop up over the last five to 10 years. And they say, oh, if you're not doing ABM, you're missing out and stuff. Oh, by the way, if you need to do ABM, this is a perfect software solution for Two hundred grand a year that you need if you want to do ABM properly. But the point, the point I'm trying to make is that you don't need ABM technology, quote unquote ABM technology, to actually do account-based marketing. ABM is not display ads or intent data, and that's what a lot of the vendors are. Uh, and I, I can, I'm happy to go into intent data. Uh, there's some good stuff out there, but I just, uh, I'm skeptical of the whole thing. I'm a little bit skeptical of it. And ABM is not running targeted IP-based display ads to your target accounts because that's basically demand gen. And we talk about this concept of one-to-one, one-to-many, one-to-few, but in my point of view, that's just a made-up thing that vendors came up with to sell you, again, the concept of their software. So like, if you're doing one-to-many ABM, you need something like a terminus because you can target a lot of list of accounts with display ads. but my question is like, that, is that really ABM? Because you're not really personalizing everything. And to me, ABM at scale is an oxymoron because ABM is defined by a target list of accounts and you're not really doing it at scale to a thousand or 10,000 accounts. That's account that's demand gen inbound, whatever you wanna call it. Now, what is account-based marketing? To, In my point of view, account-based marketing is actually a go-to-market strategy, but what the hell is a go-to-market strategy? So. Let's dig into that. So there's this lovely person on Twitter. She used to work at Atlassian. She has her own startup now. Her name is Carolyn Clark. You should look her up on Twitter. She's amazing. She uh, wrote this incredibly useful deck on what a go-to-market strategy is that I sort of borrow from here. Go-to-market strategy defines who is your ideal customer? Who are we trying to sell to? What is their buyer persona? Who are these people? What do they care about? What is their job to be done? What is the market you operate in? And what is their buying behavior? So how do they like to buy software? And we'll dig into this a little bit more. How will you reach them? What channels, what strategies, where do they hang out? Are they online searching for solutions? Are they solution aware, problem aware? Are they considering a set of solutions? How do you scale? And that's where you go to into what's your uh, customer lifetime value? What is your customer acquisition cost? What's your pricing model? How do you want to package everything? And talking about buying modes, how a large company buys versus a small company buys is very different. So that sort of defines what, how your go-to-market strategy is structured as well. Your buyers are not always your users, especially when it comes to enterprise users and buyers, the buyers might be finance or procurement, but the end user is somebody who's actually used the software day to day, Versus when you're selling to a small, medium-sized business, typically like an agency of five people like my own, I am the buyer and I'm going to use the software day to day. And this is where you can do freemium. You can do quote unquote product led growth, which I think is another way of saying freemium, but don't quote me on that because I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. And when you're doing enterprise, you have a different set of stakeholders. You need to convince a larger bunch of people to to buy your software versus trying to convince one person to buy your software and they can put it on their credit card versus an enterprise buy is a longer sales cycle and it's not a credit card purchase. So, what's interesting is longer sales cycles, multiple stakeholders, the way you approach that problem is very different than you would be doing a transaction selling. Transaction selling is, I go in, I sign up for a free account, I like the software, I'm like, okay, I'm going to pay for it. So, I'll give an example. Yesterday, I was using Loom and they said, you've reached your limit, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's 10 bucks a month, I'll just put in my credit card. I didn't have to talk to somebody, I didn't have to go through a consideration process and look at oh, I'm buying Loom, what about other, five other tools that I might be considering because it's such a big purchase. I want to make sure I get it right. It was a simple $10 a month, no brainer. I put it in my credit card, done. But if it was was something like uh, Salesforce, I would have been, what what about HubSpot? What about Pipedrive? Because that's going to be a bigger purchase for me. Now, when when do you deploy ABM? Uh, Higher account, uh, higher annual contract values. So they tend to customer lifetime value, annual contract value tends to be high. You have a longer sales cycle. It's not a transaction sale. It's not something people can put into a credit card. And you have a very well-defined market. So this is the part that a lot of people, uh, I think, misunderstand where when I'm saying well-defined market, I'm not talking about 10,000 accounts. I'm talking about like this 50, 100, 200 accounts that you can define and put into a bucket versus having a a market is not selling to us. Like, it's not saying we're going to sell to uh, small, medium-sized businesses. It's saying like, we're going to sell to Fortune 50, Fortune 100, and these are some criteria they need to have. The good example of their finite amount of companies with higher enough customer value is one of my customers I was working with, uh, they sold to airlines and there's only a finite number of airlines in the world. So our target market was super well-defined. It was all the airlines across the world, which was like literally 500 airlines that they could sell to. On top of that, we had another criteria. They need to be a certain revenue size. They need to have certain flight paths. They need to be running certain number of flights every month which even narrowed it down even more. And the customer value was high enough because that was a big enterprise sale. It was not something they could just rip and replace or put in the credit card. It was a very, uh, very uh, complex sales cycle. So, But what the what the WTF is ABM. So ABM is not six cents terminus. If you're from six 600 terminus and you're listening to this, please don't hit me. Uh, ABM is a strategic go-to-market motion for enterprise accounts. It is primarily driven by outbound and sales coordinated with marketing. The goal is to engage a known set of accounts. Now, this is where the outbound piece comes in because a lot of people think ABM is actually about marketing, but it's not. It's about sales and marketing is more so playing a supporting role to sales versus marketing running their own playbooks independently. Where most people go wrong when they do ABM is they buy ABM technology, put a marketer, relatively junior marketer behind it, and they call it ABM. And they're like, okay, we're doing ABM and that's it. And But in reality, the fact is that everything up, operates in a silo and marketing is still throwing qualified accounts over the fence, just like we do with qualified leads. And there's no communications, there's no coordination, and there's no sense of uh, combined goals or anything like that. Essentially at its heart is ABM is a coordinated effort between marketing and sales. There's no scoring lead scoring. There's no MQL. There's no qualification or leads because revenue teams, which is what I'm defining as marketing and sales and maybe CS teams have a defined set of accounts that they go after. So they make marketing and sales sits down and says, okay, who are my, who are my ideal buyers? How many of them are out there in the universe? Maybe there's a hundred, maybe there's 200. And then they work together on getting those people to pay attention to what they're trying to sell. And like it or not, ABM is primarily driven by outbound sales machine. Because the idea is that you, you don't, your universe of accounts isn't that big that you have to run inbound playbooks and like do SEO and get a bunch of traffic and a 2% of that traffic converts into something and then you call, call it a day. You are primarily going after, proactively going after these accounts versus waiting for them to come to you. So that's the main, I would say the core difference is that the and that's why you don't have qualification because of the leads on the accounts of people aren't qualified they should not be on your account list in the first place questions so far no i'll just keep going and it's not an inbound funnel in the traditional sense you don't need to attract prospects uh i it's one of the most interesting things about the last 20 years in marketing is that HubSpot convinced us that inbound is the only way to do marketing and we all have to do SEO and we all have to attract prospects. But the reality is if you're selling to SMBs, yes, because your universe is so long, they might be actively searching for a solution, there you, you, they might be a transaction sale. But if you're selling to enterprise accounts, they're most likely already have something in place. You're trying to either rip and replace something or find a budget for something new. And that is a more complicated sales cycle, and you can't really inbound your way into an enterprise sale. Of course, there's exceptions to everything, but HubSpot invented inbound as a way to sell more software. To be to be honest, and it was it's one of the things that people are die hard about, but they don't realize that inbound is not the only right way to do marketing. It depends on your market. Something I love, and uh, Georgiana on Twitter, you should give her a follow. She runs Forget the Funnel, and Lucy's here, who's part of that group. Uh, She has this terminology called customer-led growth, which I love because it determines how your customers buy is determines how you grow, how you uh, go to market to them. So if you're selling to SMBs, by all means do SEO, by all means do search ads. But if you're doing enterprise or mid-market, then those those strategies probably don't work for you. So how do you actually do ABM? So here's some things that I sort of help people walk, uh, help walk through is you have to do account planning you have to figure out who your account is, what are their current challenges? What is the current buying behavior? Research your stakeholders, if you send to the CFO and a a procurement and stuff, everybody has different agendas. Everybody's trying to uh, cover their bases in different matters. So understand what their agenda is, what they're trying to get out of the solution, what is the risk for each department and how can you mitigate all those risks? understand product account fit this is something i just came up with for this slide. to be honest it's not a thing but uh it's it's trying to understand how your product fits into the current company you're selling and the ecosystem they have the technology stack they have the current processes they have and trying to trying to make a case for this how you can build it build actual relationships there's this trend going on these days that everybody every marketer should start a podcast i it's like Back in 2010, everybody had a blog, or 2000, early 2000, everybody had a blog, and we do we do all these guest posts. So now everybody's trying to start podcast, and they try to invite all their target accounts on the podcast, and they're like, "Oh, we're building a relationship." Don't actually build genuine relationship. Understand what's what's important to them. Make them the heroes in their jobs. Don't don't make it about your product. Make it about themselves, and understand their pain points. So if you're selling to IT, they might be worried about integration and backwards compatibility or stuff like that, and security make a business case for that. Versus if you're selling to a CMO, they might care about uh, how how good it is at what it does and how it helps their marketing team and blah, blah, blah. So it's very different agendas that everybody's trying to get out of it. Come on slides. And then once you have everything in place, you have done the research, you have put an account plan in place, you understand who the stakeholders are, what their challenges are, and this is all documented. I'm, uh, I'm, I can send some templates as well if you want. Then you can start running some playbooks and get uh, on the radar of your target accounts in partnership with sales. It's not it's not just marketing run, it's running its own show. Some example playbooks is like some something like uh, postal.io that we use quite a bit uh, to send some direct mail to your target accounts and buyers and just be like, uh, here's a box of cupcakes. I'd love to show you what we do here at 42 Agency. Uh, one interesting thing that I've ran is I've done some offline uh, billboards. And I just put them right in like, uh, we, when I was working with one of my customers who was selling to airlines, we, we actually put some billboards near the airport where the airlines offices were. And then a week later, they were like, hey, we, we want to talk to you because what you're selling is very interesting. Now we could do that because one, the cost wasn't relatively high and two, the closed deal, the customer value was high enough that I could spend $50,000 on a billboard for three weeks and be confident we can make that money back. And you don't actually have to put it in front of their office. It might be a little bit creepy, but like you get the idea. You don't have to rely on online channels, like, you know, display ads and stuff like that. Uh, customize your product messaging and content to the account. So whatever the challenges are, you've done your account research, you know what they're trying to get out of the product. You customize that to what they're trying to do. And work in network. Like this was one of the most successful strategies we've had in the past. Is like You can find people who know people and like ask for a warm introduction or happy customers will happily do that for you host micro events. So uh, COVID was interesting and I saw, I think it was Salesforce or somebody hosted this thing for their target account. Somebody posted on Twitter about it. It was a Zoom cooking workshop with some celebrity master chef person. So have some experiences that people can start talking about you. A lot of of times, I don't do events, but a lot of times in in my in-house roles, we, we used to work with the event person to have like, if you were going to a conference, we would have like a wine sipping or something separately for a select number of open opportunities from the pipeline and some customers and some of our team. Or we would have, or uh, if we were saying to other uh, a marketing company or marketing audience, we would say our CMO or VP of marketing is giving this talk. We'd love to have you and like build those relationships that way. And yeah, you can do like display ads and social and online ads and all that stuff as well. But it's just like, my point is that's not, running those things is not an ABM playbook. Now, the other thing is that you do not measure ABM, AKA outbound the same way you would an inbound funnel because it's a completely different dynamic. You aren't qualifying leads traditionally with inbound. You get a high volume of leads. Thirty percent of them are junk right off the bat. Another forty percent are qualified. You give them to sales, and they they do a BANT analysis or they do something else, and then they say, okay, these people are got, they are interested in opportunity. They book demos with the account uh, account executive team. But with ABM, if you're qualifying leads or contacts or accounts, then why would they be on your account list? Because they should only be in your account list if they're qualified they have the right stack, they have the budget or whatever else your ideal customer profile dictates. It's not sales versus marketing. This is an age old debate that we've been having marketing and sales is that sales is doing this, marketing is doing that, marketing is sending shit leads, sales is not funding with leads, blah, blah, blah. It's all about, we're not, nobody's throwing stuff over the fence at sales and blaming them for all their problems. It's a revenue team and it's a change of mindset on how you approach problems and how you work together. And be wary of engagement. It means a lot of different things to different people. Uh, a lot of times, when you use these AVM platforms, they'll say, "Oh, this account is showing a high number of engagement," but it doesn't really say what the hell it means. So it could be they're they're just coming to your page and they're viewing your they're viewing your website. It might mean they're clicking on your ads. It might mean they followed you on social. It might mean that they're just like doing something else completely unrelated, but it's like an engagement signal. So engagement is sort of a black box of things that could mean different things to different people. It's critical that you align on a metric closer to revenue, like opportunities, meetings, and have a handful of leading indicators because your sales cycle is so long, you need some leading indicators that you're moving, at least moving in the right direction before you actually get to that opportunity or meeting or whatever stage. So you need to know that you're moving in the right direction so you can work in some of the marketing metrics like hey they came to a website and they viewed a bunch of pages for sure but don't rely on that and use that as a leading indicator versus like your core metric it is sales driven so that's the uncomfortable fact that we all as marketers have to be comfortable with it that abm is not about marketing and we, we as marketers we like to make everything about ourselves we think we're the center of the universe but in fact abm is about sales and say, selling to enterprise or mid market doesn't means that nobody's clicking on your blog or doing you know doing google searches and buying a 20 100k product right off the bat it could happen i've i've done enterprise deals of facebook ads it's possible but it's not as transactional as that I'm I'm coming towards the end. I would love to have some questions, but if you want to check out some stuff, uh, GTM Nirvana by Colin Clark, the modern-based account marketing. That's an article by myself on CXL. Topo was an independent advisory firm that wrote a lot about this. Another one is Winning by Design. Topo got acquired by Gartner, so now they're no longer around, but I would definitely recommend it. And ABM is not B2B is a great article by David Kellogg. That goes into what his thoughts on ABMR. David Kalog is if you don't know him, look him up. He's he's amazing, pretty impressive. If you have questions, comments, I would love to hear them. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed it, please tell someone about it.